for an art of business? The creative side of our brain and the business side of our brain may seem like two separate entities, but they are actually interconnected and complementary. The creative side of our brain can bring fresh and innovative ideas to the table, while the business side of our brain can turn these ideas into practical and profitable solutions. By tapping into both the creative and business side of our brains, we can find a balance between risk-taking and practicality, leading to more success and fulfillment in both our personal and professional lives. I'm Katherine Lane Klein, entrepreneur and creative person, and in this podcast, we will hear success stories from people that are doing exactly that, and hopefully giving you ideas of how you can too. Welcome to the Secret Art of Business. Today, um, I guess I'll be super excited because I have Rachel Friedman. And Rachel is here as the CEO of two companies. One is the award-winning Tenfold brand, which you have had for almost 10 years now. And then you also developed uh, Ten Space, which is in some ways still marking, but so much more. So thank you for being here. And if you could talk a little bit through about what each of those businesses are. Sure. Well, Catherine, thank you for inviting me. It's great to see you. And I'm really excited to be a part of your podcast. I think it's really cool what you're doing, Um, helping to promote creativity and all that you do. And that's obviously really important um, to me. So this is wonderful. Um, So Tenfold is a culture strategy and creative firm. We focus on building brands through the lens of company culture leveraging what makes these companies, organizations, um, professional sports teams, whoever we're working with, what makes them special on the inside, um, leveraging that as a source of competitive advantage to help them win. Um, and so we create strategies around um, around those things. Um, and then we activate on those strategies through a number of different channels, one of them being the built environment. So leveraging space as a medium to communicate, leveraging a client's investment in real estate to work harder for them to really create this emotional connection between people in place. And then we also do quite a bit of work in the digital channel um, where we are helping to continue to activate because we know that people, both clients, consumers, and employees are showing up in both channels. Um, you know, our, our lives are not um, siloed in that way. So we're focused in, in all of those different channels for activation. Um, Ten Space is a really unique retail concept that we started in 2021. Um, it is a physical space that we own slash lease. Um, And it's sort of like if Tenfold did retail, what would it be? Um, And what TenSpace is, is a dedicated space that uh, features an online brand in the space where we create in real life experiences. And those in real life experiences approach the storytelling very similarly to how we do at Tenfold, which is really to uncover what makes these brands really special and unique from the inside, from a culture perspective. Um, allows consumers to really look under the hood at um, what the what the vision and the purpose of these brands are. A lot of them are founder-led, so they have really inspiring founder stories. And then, um, obviously, they have extraordinary product, too, and it allows consumers the opportunity to touch and feel, sometimes taste, depending on what it is, the product, um, and do it through what we um, would define as experiential activations. So ways that we can 
physically immerse people in an experience um, and leverage those experiences across all of the senses. Um, the real kind of interesting part, and I think the um, really sort of secret sauce of Ten Space is that it creates a tremendous amount of organic social content. So essentially, everyone that walks in the door becomes uh, immersed and inspired in such a way that they are, um, you know, sort of encouraged on their own without being told or instructed to. They want to capture their experience um, digitally. So they'll often take out their phone and they'll capture video and photo, and then they'll share that out to their social channels because they've been authentically inspired. So what this creates for the brand is a tremendous opportunity from an advertising perspective um, to activate not only the physical brick and mortar space, but also in the digital channel. And the two working in unison creates a really powerful flywheel for the brand. Very cool. And there's so much that I could really unpack with that as you were <laughs> talking through that and about that social experience. I am going to really encourage people to check out your website. I will include that information because... It's going to blow your mind. Um, your team, you and your team have created just some of the most amazing spaces that do inspire that are, like I said, just kind of breathtaking. And Thank in order you. to really understand what you're pulling off, it's, it's, you got to see it to believe it. So I will include that information for people to see. And if anything, encourage people to also have their own experience in the stores. And the fact that you brought up experience, I think is also super key. That's the other thing I'm going to put a fine point on just because great retail, great anything when you want to sell anything, customer service in general is about the experience. You know, that's what people mm -hmm. review. That's what people talk about. That's what keeps people coming back. And mm -hmm. it's about the experience that they had. And it is so, so, so important. And you have captured that again, just really beautifully with for each of these brands and just Thank to kind you. of see some of the brands you've touched, I think is also really exciting too. what your interpretation of it was. I've seen your stuff around town and I am always blown away about what you guys have been capturing. So thank you. Fantastic, Thanks, fantastic work. Yeah, um, we, we, you know, we, we really do like to blaze trails. You know, for us, it's really all about innovation and um, being a leader in our category or even creating a category that didn't exist before. And I would say that 10 Space is definitely that. It's There's no apple to the apple. We've we've searched high and low. We've gone to all the big cities. We, we've tried to, to see... Um, if there are other people out there doing, you know, something very similar to what we're doing. And I think um, we're, we're experimenting and exploring with it. We're, we're pushing boundaries. We're, we're testing things. We sort of look at it in some respects as a lab for Tenfold and for these brands to learn something really uh, new and unique. Um, and, you know, sometimes that's hard. I mean, it is hard. It's hard work to innovate. And sometimes mm -hmm. you're way ahead of the curve. And I, you know, sometimes we'll describe it as like, you know, I'm always sort of thinking of the blue ocean strategy, if you're familiar, you know, with, yes. with that way of thinking. Um, sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out on the surfboard in the blue ocean, <laughs> you know, waiting, <laughs> waiting, waiting for the wave to come along because sometimes you can get way out in front of it. Um, but we're very passionate about it. We very, we, we believe in it. And I think what's, what's been really um, great for us as a, as a company, as we look at both tenfold and 10 spaces, that they're both predicated um, and, and both ladder up to our vision, which is around inspiring humanity, which, you know, sounds very lofty and it, and it is, but what it means for us is that the work that we do reminds us all that we're human because we have a shared human experience. Mm -hmm. And when, when we are inspired, 
it, it reminds us of our humanity. Um, and I think that we've seen this um, validated in our work. And I think it's especially noticeable for us as designers and strategists um, at Tenspace because we get to engage with consumers. Um, even though our clients, we, we get to experience them having those moments with us in our presentations and when we implement projects, um, we're not always like right there with the end user on a daily basis. But when we're at Tenspace and you have people walking in and you get that, you know, that transfer and that exchange of energy with people who walk in the door, it's just, it's so validating um, to see people either have an aha moment where they're being educated or enlightened on something or, and, or more often than not, that level of inspiration can sometimes move people to tears, which we've, we've had at 10 space. We've had those experiences. Um, And, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of corny to say, but it's true. Like there's, there's so much joy in that space. um, And there's so much goodness in that space um, that it's, it's just really heartwarming. Great. You are just basically putting into words exactly everything that I believe as far as how important creativity and innovation is, because it does bring that joy. And it's not just, you know, doing and working and, you know, cranking out the hours and making, you know, producing things just on a very, you know, mundane basis. It is about that leveling up that you are talking about and that re-innovation. And there are more and more studies out right now about how important that is just as humans to have mm-hmm. that contact with others, to have those shared experiences, to have our creativity tickled just by either seeing things visually or just going through the motions of experiencing that joy that a lot of creativity brings. So yeah, you hit so all of that on the head. And with that said, you have been creative for a very long time because off camera, I, have <laughs> how I too have a BFA. And that leads me to believe, what did you do as a child that was creative or innovative that kind of led you on that path? Yeah. Um, you know, from the time I was very young, I enjoyed, you know, painting and coloring or just working Mm -hmm. with pastels. Um, I attended like many, many people in Columbus, uh, who grew up in Columbus. I attended the, the Saturday morning CCAD art program. Um, I will say I had a, uh, just a very supportive, um, parent in in the development of my artistic skills. So my mom was always very much encouraging me to take those types of classes and, um, um, you know, lean into the things that I enjoyed doing. And, um, you know, and and I've described in the past too, like in high school, I took a very... (laughs) A very rudimentary um, interior design class. I think it was it was it was more or less a home economics class. Um, <laughs> but regardless of that, I, I found that you know, like our our big project for the semester was something that I just couldn't put down. And I remember my mom saying to me, you know, if it's something that you can't put down, like those are the things that you should be thinking about doing uh, for a career. I love that. And so I felt really fortunate and really lucky to have um, a parent in my life who, you know, didn't have rules about what I should or, or shouldn't do. You know, I was a very good student across, you know, a wide variety of, of, of subjects, but to really encourage me to follow my passion and go to college and, and study art and design, which, you know, some kids 
they don't have those options. Um, you know, where parents are saying, well, if you're going to go to this university and we're going to pay this amount in tuition, then, you know, you're not going to study art and design. You can do that as a minor, you can do that in your free time or you can whatever. Um, so, uh, I went into it very, um, enthusiastically with, with a lot of family support to pursue those passions. And, um, and then, you know, I will also say I really enjoy, which, which I know is a, another question around like, how do, what do you do today? That's creative. But I, I grew up, uh, with, a um, uh, my mom who was a full-time working mom, um, and she owned a restaurant. So I had the entrepreneurial piece, uh, in my growing up. I also had the creative piece. I spent a lot of time, uh, in the kitchen at my mom's <laughs> restaurant and spent a lot of time um, learning from the prep cooks and the line cooks. And I just, I loved hanging out back there. And so, um, you know, I think that's, that's a big part of my creative background as well. Because restaurants are hard for one. Oh and yeah. The fact that she did it is amazing. And yeah. I mean, anybody that gets into that line of business are amazing people. But what I mm-hmm. always love about people who've had a history in that service retail sort of experience is just that hand-to-hand contact you have with customers and with problem solving. And it's all got to be so quick. Decisions have to be so quick. Things happen so quickly, especially in a kitchen. And you have to respond and, you know, just immediately. And I think that just really builds a great base for anybody who wants Mm -hmm. to either be in business or have anything related to customer service. Because as you know, as an owner, business owner, uh, what's the problem of the day? It's always some little thing that has to be tweaked or figured out or or kind of Mm -hmm. hashed out. And it does help to have at least a little bit of background in that from a just an incredibly rapid pace. Definitely, definitely. And and what I will say too about creativity is something that I've learned um, throughout my career. And, um, you know, I, I started tenfold 22 years into my career. So in some respects, you know, um, I feel like a late bloomer entrepreneur, although I'd always worked for companies that gave me a lot of freedom and latitude to mm-hmm. build out value propositions and build essentially businesses within the businesses. Um, but what I learned was that being an entrepreneur, being a business owner, um, is being a creator. When you're when you're creating a business, you are you are yeah. creating, and yeah. and that it requires creativity. And I don't think it's a coincidence that a lot of business owners, um, a lot of founders have strong passions in things like architecture or art um, Mm -hmm. because they are creators. They're creators of businesses. So the entrepreneur part of me um, is very much aligned with the desire to create and to be a creative person. Um, And I probably align even, you know, the most with the entrepreneurial side of myself um, than necessarily the, the the designer or the artist side of myself. Yeah, I, that makes all perfect sense. And it, it I have seen the more successful entrepreneurs be those late bloomers, because honestly, they learned from the best in some cases. Mm-hmm. And that is almost like a graduate degree in business in general, mm-hmm. or in really high end marketing, you know, learning on somebody else's dime, basically with huge budgets mm-hmm. to then say, okay, you know what, I think I'm going to give this a go. 
but you know, yeah. at that point, you know everything. So yeah, for yeah. people that are still thinking about, you know, is it too late? No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it, just, it just takes, it just takes some, you know, it just, I would say just, it's not for the faint of heart. It's not for the faint of heart. The lows are low. Um, I also made the decision to go back to school while I was working full time to, to, to get my graduate degree in business. And that was, um, again, I think just part of my, you know, recognizing that I I had curiosity and I had a passion for, for business, Mm -hmm. um, and then understanding, you know, as I, as I grew in my career, that this, this, you know, really close relationship between the two, which I think is, is, is really cool. That was probably very wise because you um, didn't have to learn as you go, which a lot of entrepreneurs do when it comes to things in business, too. It's like, okay, well, I, I saw that coming because I've heard about it before, where yeah. in my case, I did not go back and get a business degree. And I'm like, what? what is this? <laughs> Find something to help me explain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was, yeah. that was good planning on your part. Yeah, I, I think for me, it was, it was a validation. I know. I just, I was just going to say for me, I think a lot of it is, and and this is sort of a good lesson too, is that we can um, discount our, our, our understanding or what we know, you know, through, through experiences around, you know, let's say it is business and and you've been trained as a designer. Um, So for me, um, yes, I learned a ton in my, in my uh, program, Mm -hmm. but I think a lot of it, I would say, you know, 75% of it was just building that, self-confidence to say like, okay, I'm validated. Like I, yeah, I have yeah. this. And there, so therefore I am, <laughs> oh, I love it. but I love it, it doesn't need to be that way. I, I have to ask you this because uh, like I said, I worked in a restaurant too, but what do you still make from the restaurant or what did you learn? What skills you get from restaurant? <laughs> what, what do you cook that you were just like the best at? Because I make yeah. the best grilled cheese sandwiches and uh-huh. pancakes. <laughs> so I'm curious as to what your, your claim to fame is. What was well, your takeaway? <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, I, I could, there's a, there's a lot there because, um, um, they made a lot of things. And, and by the way, like I was probably 10 or 11 years old at this time. So I wasn't old enough to serve or be out in the dining room. So, um, I literally did hide in the kitchen and I, I loved it. So I would say the one thing that I learned how to make, because I made probably, you know, a hundred of them while I would be back there in the kitchen mm-hmm. is crepe shells so you know like ladling yes, the, the yes. You know, and then doing the whole thing and then you know yes so I can make crepes that's but that's kind of hard so that's good that was yeah that was it was it was, yeah. it was a set and a technique that I learned that I never would have learned anywhere else and I was part of the the you know that was they were like oh well, you can you know prep these for us and I was like great and I also rolled egg rolls I mean we had spring rolls um yeah, I mean, there was there was there were a lot of different facets to it, but those are the two things that come to mind for me of things that you just don't maybe do ordinarily. But yeah, I know how to do that. <laughs> that's, awesome. that's awesome. Yeah. Now, do you get the opportunity to do any painting or drawing, you know, like you used to do in school, or has it just been kind of wrapped into what you do now in business? Yeah, um, I've, I actually recently have been have been getting trying to get back into some painting. Um, but I would say the majority of my creative time in my free time is related to, to cooking and that's everything cooking, baking. I love it all. I know some people are either one or the other. Mm -hmm. I I love it all. I love entertaining. Um, uh, it just, it brings me a a lot of joy and I love doing, 
I, I love feeding people that I love. Like, I think that there's just something, um, you know, it's like sort of the ultimate nurturing in, in some ways. Um, and then also, um, getting out in my yard. So a lot of, a lot of gardening, I just finished doing some landscape lighting. Like I, you know, I love, um, I love cultivating a garden. I like, I love growing herbs and flowers. And, um, so yeah, that's probably where some of my other creative pursuits live. I love that. And I, cause I was going to ask you if you, uh, grew things that you could then bake or, or cook into things yes. like the herbs and the, all that sort of stuff. So that's absolutely. Really In fact, I was just commenting, um, uh, cause Thanksgiving's like, you know, my Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> well, I have a ton of rosemary that I have growing in my, in my garden, my yard. And I was, I was sort of, um, taking a lot of pride in the fact that when I was at the grocery store stopping shopping, rather everyone seemed to be out of rosemary. And I was like, I have plenty. (laughs) So like it worked out for me. So yes, I, I grew a lot of different tomatoes this summer. Um, I mean, I just think there's nothing better than fresh tomato and some burrata and some olive oil and salt and pepper. Like it's some fresh basil, nothing better. That is the best. That is the best. That's probably one of the, few things I actually get growing. I don't have a green thumb in that regard, but I do, I still do the painting and things like that. And I've only kind of recaptured going all in on that where it's yeah. just for me and not for anything else than that. Yeah. So, yeah, well, for sure. And I would love sure. to, I, and I, I don't know if you have this, like uh, just a random sketchbook lying around. I have one lying around, but I have not <laughs> taken a lot of time to actually draw things in it, but I'm trying to be, get back to where I would doodle all the time too. And just, um, keep the yeah. going, if you will. Yeah, I will say, you know, and I think you sort of asked this a little bit earlier in the conversation, but I do a lot of that for, um, for work and primarily 10 space. I've, I've been very engaged and involved in, um, a lot of the ideation and sketching and things of that nature for, um, for that, that concept. And, um, so I think, I get a lot of that stuff at work and, you know, I get involved in certain projects from time to time as well with the team. And, um, so I I get to flex those muscles Monday through Friday. And so, yeah, sketchbooks are, are still part of my everyday. I love it. And what, let me, let's just talk about a little bit too, about who is an ideal client for both of your businesses for both 10 space and 10. Great question. Um, I think for us, what we've discovered, whether it's a large company and we've done work for, you know, multi-trillion dollar brand like BlackRock, I mean, massively huge um, to small privately owned businesses and and sort of everything in between, everything from healthcare to higher education to corporate, public, private, you name it. The consistency for us is that it has leadership that truly believes in brand and culture. And, um, and I think whether they, they believe this before they engage with us, or if it isn't until they sort of have a little bit of the aha moment after is that, um, that the best brands are built from the inside out and that they truly walk the talk. Um, it isn't just, you know, popular rhetoric, mm-hmm. but, um, that they believe it. And we've worked with clients who, um, and, and generally speaking, I will, I would say, I think, um, privately owned businesses tend to take those things m- much more 
seriously because it feels, I think, more intensely personal to them. Yeah. I always say, like, if you're a founder-led business that, um, you know, it has to feel like your skin because that that is how it feels. I love that. But um, I think leadership that is gener- like that's genuinely open to that philosophy and embraces that philosophy, um, those are our best clients. And it's been such an honor to work with clients across such a wide variety of industry and, and business size um, who are really inspiring to me, um, where I can see that um, being displayed in real time and, and have the opportunity to, to learn from, from a lot of these leaders. The ones that we do so well with are the ones who take personal and um, active role in our projects, even if it means that they're not at every meeting, but we have specific milestones that they are involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, we had one CEO, a couple CEOs um, recently who, you know, felt that the work we were doing was as such such a high priority that we were introduced to their board of directors. Um, and they were part of our process and these are public companies. So um, I think that, you know, those, those are the clients that make the best clients for us. That's amazing. Where we do our best work. Yeah. And that makes absolute perfect sense. That makes perfect mm-hmm. sense. It's like you are really getting to the heart of each of these companies and interpreting not only their story, which storytelling is very huge, but their culture and the, all of it, which is perfect yeah. because that's how you get the best experience for your customers. And you really can figure out who your customer is in all of, of those regards. Yes, absolutely. And to have that be built from a very authentic place through research that isn't just like throwing a dart at the board and saying, <laughs> yeah, this is who we want to be. It's okay. Whether you're on a transformation journey or whether it's about protecting and reinforcing exactly who you are, we work with both. It's really about um, building it from a place of, 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 of truth. So mm-hmm. it's leveraging what makes you unique, special, and differentiated um, from a, a truly authentic place. So you can authentically live the brand and continue to evolve from there. Wonderful. Well, yeah. Rachel, I am in awe of you and Aww, <laughs> of, 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 I mean, you basically have created just such an amazing career for yourself. And I'm really going to encourage people again to check out your website. Cause like I said, it, it is awe inspiring when you see the work that Rachel and her team are doing that it's just beautiful work and it has leveled up the experience and all of that. And just thank you for being a guest and sharing your story. It's, it's been really great to share it. And I am going to keep following you because I always want to see what you're going to do next. And I encourage my listeners to do the same. Um, But thank you for being here today. Thank you for inviting me, Catherine. It's always nice to take a little break out of my day and, you know, come up from the, the detail and remember what really matters. So thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. The Secret Art of Business is supported by Portfolio Creative. Portfolio Creative is a recruiting and staffing company specializing in finding marketing talent. Go to PortfolioCreative.com to get started in finding your next marketing person or your next job. We are experts. We are creative. We are good humans. Please subscribe or follow this podcast to get the latest episodes. And let me know if there's someone you think of that would be a great guest on the show. Here we can build a community that believes creativity and drive can work together.